Hey everybody and welcome back to Expand Cool, where we dive deep into the things that we think are worth talking about. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Is this a good movie, Sam? I mean, I guess you could say it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guess? How dare you? I'm, I'm just kidding. What about I'm, you? <laughs> I I don't plan at all, at least, <laughs> I, you know, I could backtrack. I don't plan at all this episode uh, trying to infuriate the Star Wars community or mm-hmm. fandom, who is rather fickle and divisive, I've noticed. What? Uh, I'm just going to talk about this movie that I like. I'm not going to try to compare it to the other movie. It's not going to yeah. try to, you know. But yeah, I think this is a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this is actually, I mean, most movies that I watch, I feel like they probably decline, even if it's just slightly in my eyes on a rewatch. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the movies that I actually think benefited from me rewatching it. The first time I saw it in theaters, I did come out thinking that was great. But I think the second time I watched it, I liked it even more. And now I've seen it, like, I think three or four times. But the second time, it just felt like all the pieces just made... Now that I knew the whole story, like, I appreciated each piece of it that much more. I right. don't know. The more it, fine it, details. Yeah, like, stuff that didn't seem like it was important at the time or, like... Yeah, just, like, the grander scope of the movie, like, coming to a head at the end. Mm-hmm felt better because i think i think in general the first time i watched it i don't know about you i I would agree one of my friends i saw it with said you know it felt like it was slow yeah it's it definitely has a lot of building to do in the beginning because you don't know any of these characters and so it's really got to set you know the scene for you and so it kind of feels like it drags a little bit i i feel like actually in the the first time i watched it it didn't feel like it was dragging because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So I was content with just following what was happening. I feel like for me, when I watched it a second time, I didn't hate any of the scenes by any means, but I was like, oh, I know what's happening right now. I don't really have to dive in and watch like and really pay attention because it's a slower scene. So it's not as big of a deal. But that's interesting that we have the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really interesting because for me, it was like <laughs> kind of the exact opposite reason when I saw it the first time I knew what was going to happen in that, well, I know they're going to get the Death Star plans. Right. Like, I know what the, that's what this movie's about. So to me, a lot of the scenes early in the movie, I'm like, we're a long way from getting the Death Star plans. <laughs> like, and it makes sense, like your point of view, where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen here. And for me, it was like, well, I know they're going to get the Death Star plans, but I don't know how we're going to get there. Yeah. And it felt like some of the scenes earlier in the movie, you know, not much is going on and it's taking its time, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we got to <laughs> we got to move <laughs> like like somehow we're going to get the Death Star plans and we are not even close. <laughs> but then on my second viewing, I was like, you know. Now I see how this story stacks up on itself, so mm-hmm. I appreciated the earlier scenes more, rather than me going, how are we getting these plans? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I liked it from my, from my first viewing, but I don't know. Um, Did you have any aspects about this movie, again, not to compare to other Star Wars movies, but like things that you liked specifically about this movie? So I like the fact that... They So they had to do a lot in this movie. They had to, you know, set the scene of these characters that you've never seen before. 
Mm-hmm. They have to make you care about them. Mm-hmm. They then have to show the price of getting those plans into the hands of the rebels. And so they right. really have to pay off all of that in a big way. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Tall order. Yes. And so, like, I feel like this is the first Star Wars movie, to my knowledge, that has showed you all of these characters that all of them die, and yet you're still like, those were great characters. Those were right. key characters that were important to the plot, the overarching plot of Star Wars and in this universe, you know. They were the whole reason that they the Rebels even had the plans. Right. And what was always great to me was the fact, I mean, this is like the Rebels over and over again, but the fact that it wasn't even really a plan. It was, hey, no. we're going to go get this because no one else wants to do this, so we're going to go do it. And then all of a sudden people are like, hey, they're doing it. We should go too. And I'm like, right. guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that was my favorite, one of my favorite lines of the movie that kind of emphasized that was when they just cross through the shield on Scarif and then they're going to go down to land. And then Jin's like trying to hype everybody up and yep. she goes... Okay, if we get down to the ground, then we'll take the next chance. Yeah. And if then if we get, you know, get to the plans, we'll take the next chance. And we'll take the next chance and we'll either do that until we win or the chances are spent. And it's yep. like because they are not like, oh, we have this master plan. Right. To do this, we just we have these guys who believe this is the only way we can win. Yep. And we're just going to go do it. And you know, if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're going to try. Right. And she like even throws back on the rebels like your whole thing is about hope. Like this <laughs> rebellions are built on hope. Like you guys kept telling me this right. and now you're like nah. all the rebel leaders are like <laughs> we can't possibly do that. And it's like what chance yeah, like one of them's like what chance do we have? It's like, well, you you've never had a chance this whole time. <laughs> right. <laughs> But you, the whole reason you've succeeded is because you just believed you did. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Halo Reach? Yes. Okay, this movie reminded me a lot of that in terms of, like, for the campaign of that game. Yeah. Where, you know, you've got a group of heroes, like in that game, it's the Spartan company you're with. Yep. And then that one, it's more throughout the game rather than just at the end, but everyone dies yeah. in that game, and eventually all of you are dead, but you, like, completed your mission or whatever, and it kind of reminded me of that, like, oh my gosh, I haven't even known these people that long, yep. but like you were saying, they succeeded in me caring about them, mm -hmm. which, gosh, imagine if they had failed on, like, even any, like, I mean, you've got Jin, you've got Cassian, you've got K2SO, you've got Chirrut, Baze, Bodhi, if any of them had were characters, short. yeah, that had exactly fallen short, I there would have been that, their moment at the end, I would have been like, ugh. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah. every single one, I was like, oh no. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're just like tearing up a bit. You're like, oh. I yeah, mean, and I knew like, this kind of was happening, but I'm right. sad still. It's like whammy after whammy after whammy because they succeeded in their mission. It's like, that's crazy that this movie had this tall order and pulled it off. Yes. How did you feel about the uh, music? I mean, it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I definitely heard some more similar themes, which makes sense because Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about this, that 
uh, Jin's theme was pretty damn good, especially yes. since it's at the end and there's all these feels happening. And Oh, yeah. I think I would agree with you that that's my favorite one. Yeah, I think it was impressive that it was not John Williams. And yeah. it felt, I mean, to me, it felt like a Star Wars score. Like, it oh, didn't yeah. feel like... I didn't immediately start listening to music and go, well, that's not John Williams, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Like, I don't think it was necessarily an impersonation, but... No. But the style of it was very Star Wars. Like, very Star Wars. And yeah. even the times where it was not just borrowing from, like, Leia's theme and other themes from the movies, and, like, some Imperial themes, it felt like... It was a, like, Jin's theme felt like an original, very Star Wars theme. Like, it was a perfect, like, main character theme. I'm like, this yes. is great. <laughs> this is actually really good. I would agree. But yeah, that last scene, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like we've talked about before, music is such an important aspect of movies and, like, making sure that you know what to feel and, like, when you should feel it. And yep. I think that they did a good job of accomplishing that. Yeah, like adding emphasis to moments that it's like like two halves of the same coin and they're like neither can carry the other completely, mm -hmm. you know, but with both you can get something really great. Right. And at the end of this movie with everything that's going on. Yeah. There's like you said, there's all this emotion already going on because there's all these characters we care about dying. There's, yep. you know, they're succeeding in getting the plans. There's right. Krennic's about to get blown up by the Death Star <laughs> and he looks up and he's like, oh, oh shit. God, that scene is so glorious. Like it, you just see the Death Star and you're like, oh. Every shot of the Death Star in this movie is gold. It, it, is. it is like there are so many times where, you know, in the original yeah, like in the original trilogy, like the Death Star was a model. I mean, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a model, and it's not even that it looked bad. It was no. just like the reason the Death Star was menacing in the original trilogy was when it blew up Alderaan. Yes. Like that's that's why it was menacing. It wasn't menacing just seeing it, but now, right? This movie has the advantage of well, we already know it can do that. Yeah, it hasn't done it yet, but we already know it can do that. So the first time it's on screen, oh. it's just revealed it in this like slow pan fashion, rather than oh, it's a model in space. Look, it's the Death Star. Right. It's <laughs> always a like you know artistic shot whenever the Death Star is on screen. Yes. And you already have this feeling of dread because it's the Death Star, but it's just amplified by. Wow, that's really pretty. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I they did a great job. And I will say along like just with the Death Star, I thought it was really interesting and cool how they did a different version of blowing up the worlds because like it wasn't at full power. It was right, only at yeah. partial power. So like it was like slow motion, like everyone dying. And it was like right. I was like, man, I feel like this is worse. Like it was like just a shockwave from an initial blast yeah. rather than just, oh the whole planet's gone. <laughs> right. I don't know. It it's like, you know, a double edged sword where you're like well, would it be better to just immediately be dead or watching your death come to you? Well, this is... <laughs> that's, it's really funny you bring this up because I didn't notice this until I think the most... Like, when I just watched it recently. Uh-huh. But, so... Well, so I knew, you know, when the Death Star's at the end is going to blow up uh, the base on Scarif. Right. Which... Let's just talk about that. They're murdering, like, all of their people. Yeah, like, all their people just to be, like... Just in case the plans are still there and right. we can stop them, we're going to just blow up the whole base. 
Jeez, a little <laughs> extreme. Not you know we, we we're not gonna bother trying to shoot the antenna or anything like. No, well, and that's well. This is the funny part. Is that is they, they shot it? They do hit the yeah. antenna, right? <laughs> yeah. So they, so they miss the base. Yep. <laughs> but they hit just the top of the antenna yep. and they miss and then it blows up. And I, I know, uh, you know, that's what happens. I saw that the first time I saw it. Yeah. But then I thought about it this time. Uh huh. They perfectly hit Krennic. Yes, you were so right. Because he was on the top of the tower. (laughs) So he didn't watch himself die. He He got vaporized instantly. (laughs) He got murdered immediately. I didn't think about it until this time. I'm like, oh, like, you know, Jin and Cassian are on the beach, like, watching the explosion come. No, Credit's already dead at that point. He he got vaporized at the time. I was wondering, I'm like, I wonder why they didn't pan back to. (laughs) He's dead. dead. (laughs) I I missed that until the last time I saw it. Uh, That's really funny. But, um, gosh. And the first time they use it on Jetta. Oh. I think the explosion is obviously insanely impressive, and like like you were saying, the slow mo, yeah, just like like the impending Earth is dread. literally leaving. Yeah, it straight up went into space. Into like space, yeah. There were just chunks of rock floating out of the atmosphere, but the initial setup to that scene is where you just look outside and you see the Death Star eclipse the sun. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's an introduction. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. This movie's gorgeous. It's, it, it looks so good. And and then the best looking scenes were all the Death Star for sure. Oh, yeah. No, they look, they look so cool. I will say one of my favorite scenes of Jetta is the half-buried statue or whatever. Yeah, the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, that, That's... I want that. Like, I want that to be a part of my front lawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and I like that that's just, like, it's the kind of thing in a movie like this where it needs no explanation, it no. needs no pointing out, it doesn't need to be like, oh, why is there a thing? In-? No, it's no, like, it's of course, fine. the Jedi used to be, like, you know. I mean, their temple was destroyed there, like, right. they I mean, used to the, be it's there. It's the holy city, they yeah. worship the Jedi and, you know, all that stuff, so. Yep. Yeah, that kind of stuff is always really cool and, like, sci-fi like big lore stories like this that have a bunch Mm -hmm. of stuff going on where it's like just throw that kind of thing in that's like that's really cool it didn't need to be there but But it's it's cool but it's really cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly i think overall i actually even though we were talking about how it's slow at the start i actually do like the pacing of this movie even though it kind of feels like two movies yeah like it feels like before they get to scarif (laughs) and then once they get to scarif like the third act is like its own (laughs) <laughs> wild ride of non-stop craziness <laughs> yeah it's trying to make up for the beginning <laughs> yeah right but like we talked about i think that actually works out really well because they have to have the beginning be slow because we need you to care about these characters yep, to build before characters. we kill them off in the third act we can't have them running around and shooting stuff and have you go, oh, I really like this guy because he shot stuff. Right. No, no, we need slow scenes of them talking and stuff. We need Chirrut talking all the time. And we go, wow, I really <laughs> like this guy. Imagine if he had just had this, like, the fight where he just boast after everyone. And then we are quickly going on to shooting more guys. I wouldn't have cared about Donnie Yen's character. I wouldn't have cared. Right. But You would have been you like, know, that guy's badass, but, you know. Yeah. But all the, like, heartfelt moments and stuff like that. You're like, oh, I care about these guys, and they're going to die. They're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room, the CGI characters in the movie. <laughs> All 
So we yeah. got Grand Moff Tarkin, who's uh-huh. in it a decent amount. Right. And then Leia, who's in it for a single shot. Yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds, maybe. How did they do on the CGI? So I would say Tarkin looks better than Leia. I would say that he doesn't look real. Like, he looks like a really good version of a real person in a video game. Yes. Every time he was talking, I know we talked about this, but every time he was talking, he his like lips kind of moved in a slightly not quite natural way. And yep. like that was the same with Leia, so like if she wouldn't have spoken, she would have looked better than him because mm-hmm. she was in there for a second. And so there's a lot of subtle movements that talking has that's really hard to yes. nail. Because, like, there's, like, different muscles and, like, twitches and, like, just things that you don't really potentially think about when you're having to go through and make a CGI person, you know, who has to be a character. So, like, I I think that they did a really good job with what they could do, and I am looking forward to it improving. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt about it. Like, as soon as I saw Tarkin on screen, I was like... Like I, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't like completely taken out of the movie, but I was like, oh, that's not, that's not a man, <laughs> that's not, that's not a real him. live man, yeah. <laughs> like that's not that, that guy's, guy from that old movie. <laughs> that actor's dead, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know that, and I know that's not him. Right. You know, yeah, I think they did a really good job for what they could have done. Yeah. And that's just the problem with the Uncanny Valley. It's like the closer and closer you get, like the worse it kind of looks because, yeah, because you're it's, just it's not quite right. It's right. The, if, you're going to see that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're not close, it's like you're not ruining my immersion because I never thought it was a real life human being. Like, right. you know, like fictional characters in movies and stuff like I think like Alita, for example, like we right. were talking about, like her CGI looks really good. And I think mm-hmm. for most of her human emotions, they actually look really good. But like she's kind of anime esque, has giant eyes. Yes. Like she, she's not quite human. So you're exactly. not like. So you're oh. not weirded out if she yeah. does anything not quite human because she isn't. Right. And you know that. But then Grand Moff Tarkin walks on screen. I'm like, oh, I know that guy's a human, but he doesn't quite look <laughs> it. And the closer you get, but not quite, it's, yeah, that's that sweet spot. That's. Once they pass it, it'll be, you know, and I'm sure they're going to get there way sooner than later. So, oh, yeah. You know, speaking of the bad guys like Tarkin, uh, Krennic, (laughs) what a great, again, a bad guy. You have to a character you have to introduce Mm -hmm. in this movie and then pay off and kill by the end. (laughs) Yep, he's such a great bad guy because like he has that need to have approval from his superiors so he's like trying so hard and like you could see this with just any person so he's more Mm -hmm. you know like human he's more relatable and you're like okay this makes sense this guy wants to move up this guy wants to be appreciated by his superiors and yet he's chosen like the worst superiors to do this for because they don't give a (laughs) shit about him and his sucking (laughs) up like like, vader even says that in the scene that he's talking to him yeah but like yeah no i think they did a great job with his character and the payoff of him dying and and the fact that we didn't realize it at first but that tarkin just fucking murdered him first (laughs) like straight up yeah that's how you get rid of the competition 
<laughs> just, you know, destroy shoot the planet. Them. Yeah, shoot them with a Death Star laser. <laughs> that's a little overkill, uh, but it gets the job done. You know, that's what I'm going to do next time I have a really uh, a, a competition. When you have a beef, you you're going to build a Death Star and shoot him? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey man, watch out, watch out, guys. To each their own. (laughs) But yeah, no, I also really liked his character for a lot of the reasons you stated. I I feel like he's like the perfect balance between that, or like that perfect evil guy blend of like you were saying, where he has all these aspirations and he's trying to do all of these things, but also that smugness that's like Mm -hmm. the other half of it, where like he thinks he's all that. But then when he realizes he isn't, realizes he isn't, he's like, excuse me? Wait. (laughs) But I am all that. Yeah. Yeah. And that that Vader scene just perfectly emphasizes that. Like, yeah, that like he thinks it's you're in a room with Darth Vader. You can't be the guy calling the shots. You can't be the guy saying, oh, well, I did all this great work. Vader's like, I'm Vader. I don't fucking care, dude. (laughs) I'll just kill you if I want to, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking okay, speaking of Vader, so do you think that he should have been in less of the movie and then his first appearance be the shot of him being lit up by his lightsaber? Yes. Because that think, would have been so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was a mistake that this movie yeah. made. Like I did think about that the first time I saw it. Like I was yep. like Gosh, if if we didn't know right? Vader was in the movie and we didn't ever have the scene on Mustafar, even when the Star Destroyer appears that blocks them, you don't even need to show Vader no. in the cockpit of that you don't. ship or on the helm of that ship. You don't need to show that. Nope. You just need to show that dark hallway and then him. Yes, that right? that would have been like already. It's funny because like, already that ending is amazing. Like it yeah. is awesome. But, but that, yes, oh, oh, it could have been just that much better. Right. Because, like, I feel like they didn't... The only reason they had that scene with Krennic was to build his character. And I feel like they could have done that with a different higher-up than yep. Vader. Like... We've talked about this once before. Uh, not on the podcast, but... um, What? <laughs> this was uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Ah, uh, Yeah. Guess what? I'm spoiling that, people. I mean, like, Mysterio's in it, and that's the whole thing. It wasn't a spoiler. But (laughs) I think if they had just said it was a different hero. Yeah. If they had just not said his name was Mysterio. Yep. And just he had been someone else that was had all these powers. Like, even a different actual Marvel character. So it's like you, you know, are led to believe it is that Marvel, not some Mm -hmm. made-up one. And then you have the reveal. That's, it's just that much better. I feel like... Anytime where you have the opportunity for a reveal, you really have to, you know, go all in on it. Yeah. And the Vader one, yeah, that reveal is clearly a reveal. Like, it is. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And you don't need him earlier in the movie because he doesn't actually do anything. Like, even though I like the scene with Krennic, I think it's a great scene. It's a great scene, but. It's not necessary at all. Right. Like, to me, the purpose of that scene was just to have more Vader in the movie. Yep. Like, to be like, look, it's Vader, and he's choking someone, and that's awesome. And has but, that one-liner about choking. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> choke on your aspirations. <laughs> like Such a great Classic one. jokey Anakin, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. It was a failure of this movie. It, and it's funny, it's a failure, but it didn't, like, 
truly diminish it because it was still amazing. Right. It was still awesome. But man, they could have like... It could have been even more awesome. Like instead of a home run, they could have gotten a grand slam. Like that's, you know, it was still the best you could do. Mm -hmm. But with the right setup, you could have had something even better. Like it's, that's pretty much exactly it. Oh gosh, my oh that end scene with Vader is uh so he's chasing the guy with the plans and he keeps chasing the people with the plans and then they get like it's just it's such a great like high intensity like Vader being badass scene that And yeah. also it's like to me the only saber fights with Vader were like with Obi-Wan and Luke in the original trilogy and you know the and sa- like, you know not eh. that I dislike them but yeah they're not the best flashiest most right. well executed saber fights and like Vader is supposed to be like slower moving because I mean he's got a freaking I mean, robot is, body yeah. but but to me in that scene especially with like the brutality and the like still flashiness mm-hmm. even if it's slow that was the moment for me unlike the original trilogy but I mean it came first that was the moment for me it felt like Anakin was in the suit. Yes. It felt like it was Anakin doing his sick lightsaber stuff mm-hmm. and force moves. Like be like that would I would see Anakin in the prequel, you know, trilogy doing that to bad guys. Like yep. I'm like that's oh, it's Anakin. This yep. is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, when when the guy is trying to hand the plans over for the door that's like jammed or whatever. Jammed, yeah. And he Dabs him through the stomach and the door yep. slowly opens. I'm like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, that was oh, such a great scene. Yep. At that point, I mean, like, I would have wanted to get out, but like, if I had looked behind me and seen what was happening, I would have just chucked the plans through the gap and been like, I'm toast, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, there's get no, out, just man. get out of here, man. <laughs> like, it, it felt like. It felt like we're watching a scene from, like, Alien. Right? right? <laughs> like, there's this, like, big unstoppable thing that's gonna come murder us all. Like, <laughs> quick, get out of here. Yeah. This is a weird aside comment. I don't know why I thought this. And, like, I still kind of do. I think it's because we never see a shot like that of Vader. Where he's standing on the edge oh, in space. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a cool, like, he's looking over, like, screw you guys. But don't his legs look weird? <laughs> His legs like, do kind of look weird. Because in every other shot of Vader ever, his cloak is down. Yeah. And in that shot, it's like in the wind of space or whatever. Right, uh, which doesn't like, really make well, sense. Well, like, I, well, if the if space is like still like pulling out the air from the ship or whatever, like if the air is getting sucked out through that hole, it's blowing his cape like kind of in the wind. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, his legs kind of look like, do you skip leg day? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's, in, like, entirely a robot, but it's, it's like, huh, that he looks kind of weird, because it's just a shot I've never seen before of Vader. Yeah, no, it, it does, it, yeah, it did look really weird, now that you mention it. Yep. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't matter, but it was like, that's kind of weird, <laughs> like, it's just an odd thing, like, Vader's legs kind of look, like, stumpy, because, I mean, it... I don't know why you would give the robot beefy legs. That that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but just with the cloak, he looks like more like a... His body is just like his helmet, and then it's his cloaked body. That's right. like his. So it's like just an oval almost. Like <laughs> his whole... But then it's like, oh, there's an actual like human shape, because you never see it just without the cape. Right. 
Yeah, but gosh, the whole yeah, the whole third act of this movie is great. The space fight is like one oh of the God. best space fights in Star Wars. It's yeah. amazing. Like the fleets fighting each other. Yep. And like they're trying to like get that gate to be destroyed and they're All right. just like the the X Wings they're trying to dive through oh right before God. the gate comes up and then the last ones yes. are like, Pull up, pull up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's just like a classic I feel like uh star wars thing to do yeah and that accompanied by you know throughout this movie you're pretty much just fault you're i mean you are like just following the main cast like occasionally going between Jin and company and then mm-hmm. krennic and that's it like that's it there's mm-hmm. no jumping around and then at the end you're jumping around between main characters between the space battle like yep. between Jin and Cassian trying to get the plans, like right. It there's gets so hectic. much going on, <laughs> and every part of it was enjoyable. The battle on the beaches felt like a, an amazing Star Wars battle. It's got all the ships, the ATATs that aren't quite the Hoth level, so they can right. still be destroyed by normal blasters. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're like the the like lame ones that haven't been right. like upgraded or whatever. Yeah, they don't have they don't have to be tied off by ropes. <laughs> they. <laughs> gosh yeah the third act is that's just so good (laughs) everything about it is so good i who who do you think got the best uh like or who's whose exits do you like the most and by exits i mean deaths Deaths. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean so donnie yen's character Mm, yeah cheer it yeah when he goes out to i mean all of his fight scenes are so badass. His mm. weapon is stupid but great. Like, it's so cool. And he's blind and he's being able to, like, kill things. Yeah, he has, like, a almost like a Wookiee bowcaster. Right? <laughs> like, he's just shooting people. It's like, that's awesome. So cool. I feel like, you know, when he, he decides to go out there, he's like... He's repeating his mantra of, I am one with the Force and the Force is with me. Like, he just, you know, keeps saying that over and over. He's able to get to the Switch. He gets the Switch. He's leaving. You're like, oh, he's going to be fine. And then it blows up and you're like, shit. (laughs) So, like, even though it's not as satisfying, it's like he did something that was very important. The way that his friend then bays, the way that he, like, you know, he's like, okay, my friend is dead. I have no reason to live. I'm going to go out, shoot guns blazing, you know? And I feel like that combination, like, one after the other was, like, a really good send-off. Yeah, and and with Bay's like, when uh, when Chirrut's dying, you know, he always Mm -hmm. ragged on him for, oh, just a fool, he's not a Jedi. Yeah. And then he's like... He repeats his mantra repeats, to him. Yeah. Oh, man. When he says I, that, that like I'm like... the field, man. Oh, gosh. I'm one with the... Or the Force is with me, and I am one with the Force in response. Yep. I'm like, oh, no. Yep. I thought... And this is me, huge Star Wars fan already going into the movie. I felt like that scene even did a little extra for me in that I, you know, not saying this is canon or whatever, <laughs> but it felt like one of the things that's always joked about in Star Wars are the stormtroopers because yes. well especially like from the clone wars i mean the clones are amazing right. because they're all made from jango fett and they're Which all the same badass. and all really good <laughs> yeah right like and so the stormtroopers aren't all clones throughout the whole way um but uh they're 
notoriously terrible at aim. Yes. <laughs> is the joke. That they yep. always miss all the main characters. <laughs> they always miss everything. Mm-hmm. And to me, that scene of Donnie Yen walking out was and him chanting like the forces with me and like he's got this one thing he has to do. It was like the force is protecting him. Yep. And that's why every he's one dude and every single person is missing him. It's like the it's like the most in in any other circumstance, you would be like, This is stupid. Yeah. Like why how have they not hit this guy yet? <laughs> like this blind man slowly walking toward this button and like there's tons of people <laughs> shooting at him. But in that moment it was like ex- almost explaining why this works for the main characters. It's like yep. cuz they've got something they got to do and then like you said he does it and then immediately dies mm-hmm. like he his protection is run out cuz he did the thing he needed to do yeah uh, oh that's so cool like that's just and yeah in any other circumstance i would have been pissed off i would have been yep. like that's the stupidest plot armor but yes. in that moment i was like this is amazing like he's the force is protecting him that is so cool <laughs> right it's like it knows that he needs to get this done and then it's like okay you're right. on your own, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, well, you did it. Now, see ya. <laughs> Speaking of the stormtroopers in this movie, okay, all of the ones that are not to be a uh, stormtrooper racist, but all of the ones in white are terrible at their job. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ones in black are like the elite or something because, like, those guys started, you know, they actually turn the tides whenever they came out with the scene with, you know, when uh, Sharut and Baze, you know, Oh, yeah, the, de- uh, the Death but Troopers, the, death the Black troopers, Ones. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like... again, a thing that I have, like, basically not seen in a, in a different Star Wars right? movie that is super cool. <laughs> it's so badass. Like, those Stormtroopers are the ones that Krennic brought with him yeah, to in the, the beginning. Farm. Yeah. Yep. And, like, uh, whenever I see those guys, I'm like, shivers <laughs> like oh no like people are <laughs> oh. gonna die <laughs> these are they, these are that's why he only needs like five of them it's like right they, they, no they're <laughs> they're, the they're real yeah they're the real business you know <laughs> there's the other stormtroopers and then they're the death troopers i'm like oh yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah i agree that that's one of those things like we talked about how prequels and sequels like especially ones like this that are a middle movie like mm-hmm. it's you know right in between two trilogies that have already happened it's hard to make cool new things for it that don't appear in the movies that come after <laughs> because yes. then yes. you're like why aren't those cool things in the movies that come after like if they already had them then but like right. the death troopers weren't like that big of a deal to me then like i didn't really see them that much i was like that's cool especially since like the four through six weren't really focused on like it was more on jedi stuff it wasn't as much about this kind of stuff where it's just regular people fighting right stormtroopers like yeah speaking of a cool thing that this movie brought in that isn't in the other movies uh the hammerhead ship (laughs) i knew you were gonna bring that up (laughs) it's that is awesome (laughs) yeah i whenever i saw this scene in the theater i lost my shit i was like i literally out loud was like what is happening like oh my gosh when they were when they were talking about bringing in the hammerhead i'm like is that code for something no it's literally a hammerhead it's a hammerhead (laughs) hammerhead corvette i'm like uh yeah what (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I remember when I first saw this movie, I was yelling at them like, okay, you're done. Like, you don't need to push it anymore. Like, you can leave. <laughs> like, don't watch it again. No, man, they, they got to get some serious momentum on that thing. I was just like, okay, you got it. You, you, you got it. <laughs> nope, they're just like going for it. They're like, we are on a suicide mission, guys. Yep. We got to make sure that that Star Destroyer doesn't get out of the way. <laughs> that one ship destroyed two entire Star Destroyers. That's what's up. That's what br- big brains will do. <laughs> what? Not, so not two Star Destroyers and the entire planet's shield. <laughs> that too. I mean, yeah, but that was like just a, you know, side True, but like. <laughs> that one ship did all of that. Yeah, it did. They're like, the unsung heroes, man. We don't even know they, their names. They're Rogue 2. <laughs> Hammerhead 2. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, where's one? <laughs> uh, it, was in the, it was in the prequels. We just didn't show it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but it did exist back then. It's, it's not a new thing. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, that was, that was super cool. I, I mean, I liked all the spaceships, but... That was, it's like, yeah, again, it's a new ship. I've never seen it before, but like, it's the kind of thing if you described it to someone, it would be stupid. Oh, <laughs> like, it would be. Like, I have a ship and like the front looks like a weird, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, like, it reminds an, me of a dinosaur like arrowhead. Head. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, where it has like a hard, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like big plating on the front. And then we just are going to ram into stuff. Yep. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. That's fine. And then you see it, and you're like, "That's sick. <laughs> like, that's actually really cool." <laughs> yeah, Imagining I... the person who's like thinking up all of these spaceships and is like, "Hey guys, <laughs> I got the perfect one," and everyone's like, "Yeah, okay." And now he's gonna get a big bonus when they get home because they're like, "Oh, you were right, dude." <laughs> like... Well, and this is what's funny is because that guy, you know, he was really persistent in the meeting because you know everyone else was like, "It has to be called an H wing," and he was like, "Nah, dude, no. <laughs> that's Hammer boring. Hammerhead or nothing." <laughs> <laughs> Like, we got A-wings, X-wings, Y-wings, B-wings. No, no, no. Hammerhead. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to have a cool name, whether you like it or not. And it earned it. It earned a cool name. (laughs) It really did. Oh, my gosh. So, very random, but Mm. I wanted wanted to make sure that I talked about this because I was having an internal debate with myself during this past time I watched it. So, Galen Urso... Yes. Do you think that he is still alive? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Is a bad person for what he did. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like a moral dilemma kind of thing. Yeah, cuz I was I was really thinking about this w- when I watched it this second time. Well, it's interesting. It's kind of like cuz like I mean, when you think about it, yes, he did create the Death Star, but just like his reasoning, they would have gotten someone else to do it. Right. And so, like, he's trying to decide, you know, I can have a, a say in it and I can put something in there that will help destroy it. Yeah, I think because of that, it's a morally good thing. I think about, <laughs> I've got not really a spoiler, but actually for my book recommendation <laughs> last week. Uh, so the aliens that they meet in that book, this is the Moat in God's Eye. Mm-hmm. The aliens they meet in that book 
the Empire, yeah, it's also called the Empire, uh, <laughs> has interstellar space flight. They figured out interstellar travel, and the aliens have not. And that's why the aliens are stuck on their planet and haven't gone anywhere. And the, when the Empire is going there, one of their main things is we don't want to give them the details of the interstellar drive. Right. Because then... It's like a Stargate episode, you know? Like They can get, like, unchecked. Like, who, who knows what they'll do right. if they have the ability to do this. And so, like, one of their main, uh, like, one of their prime directives is don't give them the knowledge of, like, how to build the interstellar drive. Mm-hmm. But, like, as the book's going on, they're like, the aliens are incredibly clever and super technologically savvy. Just the fact that they know it exists... They could figure it out. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, we might not tell them. So they might not get it done now. Right. But they will get it done. Yeah. And so he, him not doing the Death Star might have delayed it. Right. Might have might have made something not quite as good. Maybe. Right. But it would have been done. Yeah. It would have been completed in some way. And it may not have been destroyable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I don't know how they would have taken that thing down right. without, you know, the, uh, the, the like, little immediately destroyed. Trap. Yeah, the booby trap. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think, like, especially because, like, he technically caused his daughter's death. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, technically, that's true. But. And, and and technically, he caused, like, Alderaan to be destroyed. Oh, yeah. Like, no, he caused a lot of death. He, he technically caused a lot of death, but technically, how much did he save? By it like, being destroyable. Right. Ver- yeah, versus if he had done nothing at all. Yep. Would his death count be worse if he'd done nothing? Yeah. Because the Death Star would have still been made and would have still killed a bunch of people. And it may have been up and running for far longer. Right, precisely. So, yeah, I feel like... I I that would be a tough situation to be in and like especially yep. for him like so when he was first working on it he was like just part of the empire like right it wasn't like a hostage situation <laughs> he yeah. was just like no I'm, I'm just doing it and then he's like wait this is messed up but then afterwards it's like his wife's dead yep. and like his child is like gone dead. so like yeah yeah potentially dead so like it's interesting that in that situation if I was him like would I have the wherewithal, like, we're, cause we're looking at this from one, this is all fiction, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, like from an outside perspective and everything's already happened. If I was in his shoes, would I think if I don't do it, then the Death Star would still be made? Right. Do I have a reason good enough to do it myself? Which obviously he did cause he made the booby trap. Yeah. That's like, do I think I could even get away with that? Right. Yeah. Like he had to like the fact that he got away with that is insane. What? Yeah, like, like he's, an, he's got all the most talented <laughs> He's got all these super talented engineers with right. him like none of them would go isn't that messed up? <laughs> <laughs> like this one point of failure seems pretty bad. <laughs> it's like oh no, it's fine. It makes it work better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just a secondary failure. It's not a <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. In that situation, I don't know what I would do. Like, that's a yeah. good on him for, you know, <laughs> figuring it out, being yeah. clever enough. And Mads Mikkelsen is great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he I was great. I am sad he wasn't in the movie more because he's such a good actor. I, I think, like, his best scene was 
his hologram actually <laughs> like yeah i like when he's like dying with jen sure but <laughs> right. but actually in his hologram where he's like you know explaining everything yeah like you know thinking about it's like thinking about the loss of you is might might even cause me to fail now and like i'm like oh my gosh like this guy right he's he has gone through so much crap and still pulled this off like yep like again like not even just the decision but i don't know if i would have the strength to do that like i'm gonna you know the mental capacity like, yeah i'm gonna keep building this thing knowing yep. it, what it's gonna do but i'm also going to the entire time i'm constantly under imperial like yep. watch i'm going to betray them severely yeah i mean and he had nothing to lose out. you know that's right. probably his thought process is i have nothing to lose now True, but, like, I'm thinking of it, like, what if they had found out he was doing the booby trap? Right. So, at that point, he's built them the Death Star, and now they can't beat it. Right. <laughs> like, that would be... He was taking a huge risk. Yeah. <laughs> and But, you know, so, uh, kudos to him, man. I don't know if I could have done it. That's insane. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I could have built the Death Star. I mean, that's... Oh, yeah, easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it's just a bunch of lasers going into a single point, and then it goes straight to a planet, because that's physics, you know. Yeah. That's how it works. That's fine. That scene where it's like... Well, I guess there's two scenes, but there's one specific scene I'm thinking of where it's like shooting out, and there's these two guys right next to the freaking yeah. laser, and they're like hugging the like console. I'm like, oh, God. Like to get away from it? Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not OSHA regulated, I don't think. No. Um, there's not even a freaking fence or anything. There's not a rail. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think... I think... I, I did notice that scene. <laughs> and I think... The reason it's there, I can't recall. I think it's because that's what it looks like in the original yes. trilogy. Oh, it is. It's that there's exactly two, like that there's two dudes standing yeah. next to the beam. And so they're like, well, that's what it looked like in the original trilogy. So we got to put two dudes next to the beam again, even though it doesn't make any sense. Yes, it makes zero sense. But yes, you are correct. Like, I remember when I saw it the first time, I'm like, that's in the original. That's why right. they have this That's why it's there. Scene. Which, hey. <laughs> That, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to keep the continuity. I it appreciate that. It was so that. funny that they were, like, hugging the yeah, console. Yeah, like, it's like, like they were just, like, like, getting close to it, like, <laughs> inching up to it. I'm like, that beam, like, I don't know if those inches are going to matter, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you, your whole body has been irradiated to hell. Right? <laughs> just standing in that room. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, we, we don't want to get too off topic, but I mean, that's like Starkiller in The Force Awakens, which came out <laughs> yes. the year before this movie. It just has a laser that just splits <laughs> into five lasers, yeah. like, halfway through its journey. It's just like, pew! pew. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> is that is that allowed? Is that a thing? Science, man. <laughs> Science. Or magic. And, <laughs> yeah, in that movie they show like the beam like is destroying like the forest of like the planet yep. that the base is made out of imagine two dudes standing next to that <laughs> <laughs> see i don't i don't know if those death star guys are okay no they really I, I, weren't i worry about them they probably have like i don't know if they survived to the rebels destroying the death star they they probably you know got severe cancer and died <laughs> <laughs> before that even happened or hey you know, maybe it's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe. 
I'm excited Maybe. for this. <laughs> they, they got cancer. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a good thing. They got cancer and they couldn't operate anymore. And so they were sent home and they, they actually, the, the science tech is so good. They actually got cured, but they weren't on the Death Star when they blew it up. <laughs> oh, man. So, Only two that survived. <laughs> yeah, were those two guys standing next to the laser. So they were actually in the best place to be. <laughs> And the people covering for them were in the worst spot to be. <laughs> right. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, they weren't my... supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They're like, I guess we'll take these guys' spots. And then <laughs> they blow up the Death Star. And they're like, well. Well, I wish I would have been on, you know, some other Star Destroyer this day. <laughs> <laughs> or, or wish I had been the last guys that got cancer. I mean, right? dang it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's. Yep, that's exactly what the bit those guys were thinking. They're oh, like, this definitely. Is, there, there's no safer place than right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, switching to something that I wanted to make sure to talk about was uh, K2SO. Oh, he is the best. I can't believe we haven't even talked about him. He's right? like the best character in this whole movie. <laughs> Alan Tudyk, as I've said before, he's like one of my favorite actors and... He does such a great job with his character. Yes. This is in a Disney era where they're upping the ante with every droid they make. Mm-hmm. This this droid is top tier. He is so funny. Oh, He's, my gosh. Every single thing he says, whether it be sarcastic or, you know, straight man, it's always funny. <laughs> every time. <Yes. laughs> Did you know that was not me? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he ca- casually grabs the like the thermal the, grenade, just yes, throws just it behind him. He's like, tosses it. Maybe I should have stayed on the ship. <laughs> oh, that scene, so yep. good. Excellent character. Yes, all of his lines are hilarious, and his like death is really. It's really epic, and it's he he goes out a hero, you know, saving yeah. the humans and heart wrenching, so, and, and it's a droid, and it's and he come yeah, on, man, he's not even a human or has like like facial emotions, like right, he's literally just talking. <laughs> yep, it's yep. They injected a lot of personality into that droid, and they did. I mean, mostly probably because of Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, yeah. But all of his dialogue is so good, and every moment he has is like he steals the scene and oh, is hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah in his death he like he takes out a ton of dudes. Like oh my gosh, so many stormtroopers! He murders so many stormtroopers. Yeah, saves Jin and Cassian. Like yep, man. And it's like it's so sad that like even before you know that the Death Star is going to show up. Like, even before uh, Grim of Targon says, oh, prepare for hi- hyperspace. And you're like, oh, no. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, I wonder like, oh, where they're shit. going. <laughs> <laughs> but even before that, it's like, like, all these guys are dying. And you're like, I know Jin and Cassian are the main characters. And they haven't died yet. But it's like, but they're not in the next movies. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. It's so like, it's like uh... I, I don't think everyone's dying for them. I think they're dying for the plans. <laughs> and yep, yeah. that's that's how it goes. But I, I liked that, that like since they had given such like epic and like go out as you're doing the thing deaths mm-hmm. for like Bodhi, Baze, Chirrut, and K2SO, like all got a death that was like, I just did the thing I was supposed to do. Yep. 
that Jin and Cassian kind of got a... We get to just kind of walk down to the beach. Right. <laughs> and hang out for a, a minute. Right. And, like, I, I do appreciate the line that, like, Cassian's trying to comfort Jin and is like, your father would be proud. And <sighs> it's like, uh... It's such a perfect line. It's so good. It, I'm like a million levels because, like, one, they're toast. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, they're dead. They're they so are dead. dead. Like, what do you? You don't. They don't panic in that moment. They're not no. like, oh shit, how do we get out of here? Yeah. They've accepted it. And Cassian was the one that was ordered to kill him. Yes, and didn't pull the trigger. And yep. then says, you know, he would have been proud of you. Oh God, this movie. Like we said from the very start, I don't know how this movie succeeded in making me have such intense emotional feeling for all these characters that it introduced right at the start. I mean, right. yes, it's got a whole Star Wars envelope around it, so, like, I care about it in just inherently. Right, but, like, you could care about, like, the story more about the characters. E exactly. I mean, yeah. for a movie in general that's just, like, a one-off movie, I mean, like, this movie has the movies before it and has the movies after it but every like every character besides like Darth Vader is is bookended in this movie yeah like we introduce Saw Gerrera and he's dead <laughs> like we and then right. all the Rogue One is dead director Krennic is dead like yep. Galen Erso is dead so every character in this movie pretty much is introduced at the start like a normal movie like a normal standalone movie mm -hmm. and I don't know if I can like even think of a movie right now that has introduced an ensemble cast and they where, killed all of them <laughs> well not even just that but if they had killed all of them or if they killed even some of them by the end i would care this much agreed because most movies like that you would fault them for being like why are you trying to introduce so many characters i'm supposed to care about that's mm -hmm. so many movies fail at that and because they don't try to focus on one or two characters. Right. This movie's like, screw you. I'm going to introduce all these characters and you're going to love them all by the end. And then I'm going to kill them all. And mm -hmm. it's going to and it's not going to make you just go, oh, I didn't care about them. <laughs> right. It's wildly impressive. I don't I, I still don't get how they did it. It's like <laughs> like the pieces are there in front of me. I've seen the movie and I'm still like, how did they pull that off so well? It's it's amazing. I love this movie. It's so good. Yes, I, I think that it's a great emphasis to show, you know, Leia's whole thing of you don't know what sort of price we had to pay. Yeah, this is the kind of thing, like, when they announced this movie, because this was the first Star Wars story movie, like, now we've had mm -hmm. Solo, and there's going to be more, like, that are right. not strictly, a tr like, a tr episo episodic, like, trilogy yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah, that's like a one-off but it's still involved in the story. Mm -hmm. And, like, especially this one where it's, like, episode 3.9. It's, like, in between, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's it's right right before 4. Immediately is followed by 4, exactly. Right. This is the kind of thing... This movie never needed to exist. Like, no. there was never a point where I was like, but how did they get the Death Star plans? Right. And so when they said, we're making a movie about how they get the Death Star plans, I, quite frankly, I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, all right, I mean, cool. <laughs> but, like, I didn't need to know. Right. And I'm like, there's going to be all these people in it that probably aren't going to be in episode <laughs> <Around>. four. <laughs> so, like, okay, am I supposed to care about them? Like, I did not go into this movie going, oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I would agree. 
And I have done that for every other Star Wars movie I've gone to. <laughs> like every Star Wars movie, I'm like, well, it's a freaking Star Wars movie. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be amazing. And it's not, it's not that I was like, thought it was going to be bad, but I just, I didn't need it in my life. Right. And it was like, oh, we're going to blow your socks off. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, ooh. And yeah, I, man, it's so good. It's so good. It is. But I think, you know, as much as I could talk about this and Star Wars in general <laughs> till the day is long, we'll uh, wrap up the Rogue One talk there. And I think uh, I think it's your turn to give us a recommendation, Sam. You are correct, good sir. Well, this week I'm going to give a recommendation on a series of books that I have listened to on Audible. All right. The series is called King's Dark Tidings. Um, it's by Kel Cade, two Ks. I've listened to the first two books, uh, Free the Darkness and Reign of Madness. Um, it's a fantasy series, and it is amazing. I have fallen in love with the characters, the um, world that has been created. I think he's still working on the fifth book. But I am super excited. I haven't listened to past the second one yet because I was like, well, how many are there going to be? Should I keep listening? Like, but I, even if you just want to listen to the first one, it's absolutely amazing. Wow. I will definitely give that a, give that a listen then. I would recommend it. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> All right, everyone. This has been Expand Cool. Check us out on Facebook.com slash ExpandCool or Twitter.com slash ExpandCool for episode information and polls for episode topics. Feel free to share your first reaction and or thoughts on Rogue One, a Star Wars story, on our social media. If you want to directly support us, visit Patreon.com slash ExpandCool. Tune in next week for our discussion on Diablo 3. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening.